Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Big Cozy, Too Cozy, a.k.a. Loud. I'm here with my homeboys, Nigel Spence. Welcome to the Highly Advised Podcast. It's episode 71. Hey, guys, how you doing? We got a good episode for you guys. Remember, guys, the greatest. We're having a great time this Sunday morning as we're recording. Uh, a few things happened. And we had to add on to the topic, so we plan to give you guys a good show. So, guys, let them know who you are, and also just let us let them know where they can follow us, talk to us, all the other great stuff. Yo, what's going on, everybody? You checking that out? It's Spence. If you don't know the voice, you probably know know me by face. But if you don't know me by face, you probably know me by the voice. Um, it's I, I I can't really say much. I'm doing pretty good. Um, it's episode seventy one, like you said. It's a beautiful day. Still running off that high that we had from uh, being out in Vegas for from seeing Westside and also WrestleMania, not WrestleMania, SummerSlam. Uh, but I can't complain, though. I mean, I, I would say this, though. One thing I would definitely say this week has been really just a really great week. And I think it really is embodied when you look at our social media and you look at, like, the social media, like, our social media just covering different things that we went through, whether it's Twitter uh, YouTube or Instagram, you can always check us out on Twitter, which is the Advise Holly at Advise Holly, uh, Instagram, which is the Holly Advise Podcast, or you can check out us on YouTube, which is the Holly Advise Podcast. I mean, other than that, I mean, I'm doing great. I would do great. I'll be even greater if people like, comment, and subscribe to those uh, those platforms. How about yourself, Nigel? Um, definitely like, comment, and subscribe. Follow the Holly Advise Podcast. We appreciate it. Um, this is relaxing nosy underscore Jackson and I'm here with my friends yet again my amigos and compadres it is Sunday morning and we are here all types of shit came out this week um, I'm doing good you know what I mean like I can't complain I enjoy the weekends I like getting my rest and you know after starting a new job and doing all the you know bullshit that we've done over the last few weeks like I can say that um, you know the, the rest is good and we'll probably get more into it actually uh, a little bit later, but I, th- I think it was definitely like a good build up from the the music that we got this week was definitely a good build up from what we had the weekend prior. So definitely want to say that. And oh, also I do want to mention um, it's it's been a year so far apparently since Chadwick Boseman's passed. Uh, still want to send my condolences to his family, loved ones, and fans that are still going through it. Cause I mean, I, I, we all know what it's like to take a loss, especially the the fashion in which he passed away, I think, especially. And for his fans. Um, I mean, we, we've, we've seen throughout the year that they've recapped a lot of great things he's done as well as being given some awards. So I just wanted to say like, it's a one year anniversary and you know what I'm saying, hopefully his fans and his, uh, his family are doing well. Yeah, definitely RIP to Chadwick Boseman. I know a lot of people, um, were affected by his death and you know me being a comic book fan and of course you know i i have to see it because you know he's black panther and you know definitely a few other people in music or movies so you know r.i.p to him oh, that's a fact yeah most definitely r.i.p to the black panther mm-hmm. r.i.p to jackie robinson r.i.p to james brown r.i.p to all the legendary characters he played on screen original like fiction characters or historical people so R.P. Chadwick Boseman, he was a he was a damn good actor. I know a lot of people in the acting world, entertainment world, really, you know, miss the guy. And 
as fans of his acting, we miss him too. And we just hope that all his fans and his supporters, his family, we hope that they're still doing well and they're prospering. So RIP to the legend. I know we're talking about Chadwick Boseman and people have passed away. I know, you know, when I think about that, I'm thinking about Donda. You know, it just came out literally Mm -hmm. today. And we all took a chance to listen to it before the podcast came out. We pushed the podcast back just to take out time to listen to Donda, the Kanye West album, the mythical album that's finally made it to streaming platforms. What did y'all think? Uh, let me get my thoughts out the way. Cause I know Spence out of the three of us, he's kind of like, he's been going to the events. He's yep. been, he's been following it. He's been finding ways how to, you know, get the album illegally. You know what I mean? He, he has the full in-depth detail. Yes. Not, and listeners, as a disclaimer, he did, he doesn't have the album illegally. He was just looking at ways to see, how can he listen to this the album in its entirety? Supposedly, yeah. yeah. Supposedly, I mean, I, I, I was yeah. just in I was in the Reddit streets. That's all. Mm. Okay, mm. so you hear the excuses building up. See, <laughs> <laughs> but what I will say though is, uh, far as this album good, I mean, goes. Excuse me, is I already finished my first listen. I'm definitely going to listen to it again after the podcast is done. I enjoy the album. It is a long album. Listeners, if you know with me, long albums sometimes turn me off. But with this, it's a little different. I feel like, what's this album? About like 24 tracks. So I feel like I feel like this album, the 24 tracks work for this album. 26. 26. Mm. 26 track work for this album. I like majority of this album i think this album is pretty good will it be album of the year i think we have to listen to a few albums back to back to determine it but this album is up there i think it's good off of my first listen only i think it's damn good i like majority of the features problem i have with it is there's a lot of auto-tune rappers (laughs) that are featured and i know if you go online like hot new hip-hop or some other sites that have like the production and the features listed, you can find that. But unfortunately that means you have to go out your way to research that on the actual Apple music where I listen to my music at, it has a breakdown who's featured. So it's kind of hard to decipher which auto-tuned rappers, which, cause they all sound the fucking same. But what I will say is Kanye has orchestrated an album where they all can shine. And, uh, the top two songs that I like from this is Junior and No Child Left Behind. Those are the songs that really stuck out to me that I enjoy a lot. There's other good songs too. Like I like OK, OK. I think that song is dope. But those are the, my top two songs that I like. And I think this album's good. I think it's dope. Listeners, we're definitely going to give you a more thorough breakdown because at the time of this recording, the album just dropped. So it was kind of like listening to it try to digest as much as we could before we had to get into recording just for the so, listeners just for so you we guys have something to say i mean you guys are all candy asses jabronis and rudy poos but when i let was, that one go yeah <laughs> <laughs> but we we appreciate you guys so much that we're going to listen to this album try to give a cute quick review and in, in a future episode we're going to do a real breakdown of it i like this album uh two thumbs up kanye 
Definitely, definitely. I mean, like you guys said, like I, I agree with you. It's it's a great album. I think to me, being that I've had the experience of seeing this like in live at, already prior to it actually being released, and having uh, being in the in the Riddish the Riddish streets, you could say, getting the different types of leaks and so on and mm. so forth. Um, I'm still a fan of this album. This is a lot longer. This is twice the length of what the show was. I think typically the show and the cuts that I had so far were like 45 minutes. This is roughly an extra extra hour. So like you said, similar to Lau, I really didn't. I, that was the only thing that I was a little hesitant on was the two, practically two hours to listen to a whole album, especially even it's even longer once you start saying, oh, let me rewind this so I can hear this part again. Or, oh, I like this part. So let me listen to this song twice. So you're easily you can easily find yourself listening to this album in one go at like two, two and a half hours. So um, that was the only gripe I had. I think the music came out perfectly. Kanye was able to do uh, do what he kind of delivered on in the shows that I went to, as well as the uh, the one he did in Chicago that we heard about where he actually ended it off with him. I believe it was him or somebody else uh, lighting themselves on fire. So, which was very interesting. And I, I believe he brought out Marilyn Manson and the baby for that show mm-hmm. and West Side Gun as well. Um, but like back to the yes. album is, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like it definitely pulled out, like it Kanye's always finds a way of doing a show. I will give him that. And I think being able to see what he's done prior in terms of the, the listening events, it gives me the, it allows me to realize like, okay, this is more of a stadium album. This is like an album that is meant to be played at a very hot, high volume, right? Just because of like the spatial audio openness or whatever you want to call it. But to me, my favorite songs, of course, was Jail, uh, which has Jay-Z, which I'm a huge fan of. Um, When he did a Chicago show, he actually did have the baby on there. But I guess from what I, from what I'm seeing right now, um on instagram there's this back and forth on whether kanye is saying he he removed the baby because of um his manager the baby's manager didn't get a clearance for him but now the baby's manager saying that this is a lie and kanye kind of took him off because of the whole thing that the baby's going through cancellation thing but nonetheless i'm just happy jay-z's still on that uh on the album uh hurricane is also another favorite as well as judah or no jonah which has no Jonah. It's like, it, that's the one thing about this album, right? Where one is one song is Jonah. And one song is junior. Jonah is the one with a little dirt on it. So um, that's the one I, I'm more, that's more of my favorite. One of just one of the f- favorites I had, I'll say, uh, but it was a great album though. I think to me, this is like just the more complete Kanye gospel version like this is the version of got the Kanye gospel music that fans have wanted and in the sense of like what we've heard based off like the Sunday services so far yeah I agree with that this sounds like um a better version of Jesus is King like for mm, sure maybe yeah, like Jesus yeah. is King 2.0 you know what yeah, I mean yeah I like that I I enjoy this album I think it's a good sounding album I, I don't think you know it's necessarily Kanye's best piece of work but I think for what he's doing right now it's pretty good I don't mind the fact that he has a whole bunch of features on there because, like, we do eventually hear Kanye doing what he's doing. And not only that, like, I think we were kind of prepped for that type of album anyway from the shows. 
So mm-hmm. like, I'm not necessarily upset about it. Not only that, but every feature on there had a decent verse. Even Five yes. Eos verse wasn't bad. Yep, you know exactly, I mean? exactly. I was surprised. I'm not gonna lie. So shouts out to Fivea for you know bringing his one of his better verses that I've heard from him. Um, you know, overall, I can say that I enjoyed the album. I thought it was pretty good. I think it's gonna be somewhere in the top ten, maybe in the top five. I don't know. There's been a lot of good music that came out this year. As I was saying, the loud. It's like the four warlords of rap have released recently. <laughs> like we we already had J Cole. Condé's dropped. Drake's on the way. We might have somebody else, but we'll talk about that later. Yes. So, like, you know, it, it's been an interesting time in rap, to say the least. The only feature we didn't have on there was, uh, you know, from from the boy himself. Yeah. That, no, that's... And I think that's... Honestly, I would not be surprised if that's, like, a surprise thing that ends up it's coming out. No, it's not. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> listen, man. No, we, I, hey, listen, man. I... Uh, you never know the antics that go on on in in media and, and entertainment at the end of the day. Like I agree with you. I think it's very plausible that it's not gonna happen, but I don't think it's coming out. It, I mean it, it would be a dream. I think they might be working together behind the scenes somewhat. You know what I mean? There's definitely some talk in between camps, obviously. Clearly. Like, but I mean, do I think that we have to wait from a feature from, you know, y'all's man? I don't think so. Yeah. What do you mean, y'all, man? Who is y'all always say I'm a hater? That's why. Uh, uh, so why I gotta be on man? Why? <laughs> because y'all say I'm a hater. That's why. Uh, so it's y'all's guy. Let let the listeners know who you're talking about. So listeners, the if you God himself, if you didn't know, Drake has seemingly announced that he'll be releasing Certified Lover Boy next Friday, supposedly the day that Donda was supposed to come out. But now we are here, and it seems like Drake is finally. About the releases album of 2021. Yeah, I, see, Ooh. listen. I, so let me just say this first, right? Personally, I think this was a lot. I think this was something that Drake did or one of his fans did, similar to what we saw with his fans vandalizing Donda's actual home in Chicago. Well, they didn't vandalize, but they did their little tr- cheesy notes. Here's uh, real quick before you finish your thought. So ESPN worked with the fans. In order to do this, no, 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 no. They had to work with Drake. Yeah, you would listen, think. Yo, listen, the boy has a lot of pull. So go ahead, <laughs> go ahead, and go ahead. Let me so, go ahead and finish your thought. So the I think the boy has a lot of pull, and I think this was just a way of baiting out Kanye because <clears throat> I think the growing. Hold on. <clears throat> just start shit. your point over. Yeah, about uh, that. <laughs> damn. Go ahead. Go ahead. Get that shit all out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> out. Start your Damn. point over, yeah. What the please, fuck? please start it over. I don't want to edit that shit. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man, I wish we could put this shit in. This is the funny shit, actually. Um, but what I'll say is this: I think the the boy has pull. At the end of the day, right? He has pull with ESPN, and I think he did this to bait Kanye out. Kanye, we know the growing sentiment has always been from Kanye. Uh, since this whole thing has started, right? Ever since Kanye said he was going to release this album twice and it didn't come out, and we knew CLB has been a long-awaited album since, like, October of last year. Yes. I think Kanye, I think he realized, Drake said, you know what? Kanye wants to be sitting here. He wants to release the same day I do. 
whatever, whatever, especially knowing the what we've seen on Instagram. We only can go this, take this from a social media standpoint. That's the only information we have, right? So it only means what it's what it weighs at this point. I think Kanye probably said, you know what? I'm even like the cartoon where the cartoon's like, yo, Drake, just tell me when you're gonna drop and I'll drop my album. Well, how about you tell me when you're gonna drop? Huh? What? I gotta go. Like literally what we've seen there, I think has been just brewing in like in the shadows. And Drake said, you know what? Let me drop this ad. He hasn't done any rollout for this album like in the past week or two, right? Like, granted, the CLB thing has been like a big buildup. But at the same time, Drake hasn't said anything about this since the ESPN thing, which was like earlier in, earlier last week. So let me tell you why I think what you're saying could be plausible, but why I, I just don't agree with you. Because in order for, let's say, Drake or a random fan or whatever had this done on the beginning of Sports Center. Disney's not letting that shit happen without some amount of money. They're exactly. not. <laughs> like, they're not. So somebody paid money to put that sign up there. Drake, an entity, whoever it was, they paid money for that shit. That album's coming out. It it's is. Not, it's not coming out on the third, I, bro. I think I agree with Nigel. I think when you start getting major corporations involved with your campaigning of the album like you're not hacking espn networks that's owned by disney which is a major corporation in the world just to not put out an album and i feel like that's that would be a big waste of money and a and a big waste of a tease for you not to put out the album so i so what it though for Drake? Yes, Drake, yes. for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. No, but let's let's be honest. Let's be. Drake has literally rented out a stadium to go on a date. He's renting. Drake has been right. on. Drake has been on this whole thing in the past right. year of renting out stadiums, football stadiums, baseball right. stadiums for celebrations. You think I, you you think the cost of what that would be, which I think is like roughly the hundreds of thousands or close no, to a million, most pro- over. Over, yeah. you you know he's, how much it spending, is. To he's get, spending to that. Get, go ahead. You know how much it, it costs to get like a twenty second Super Bowl commercial. How much? Millions, millions Yo. of dollars, millions of dollars. So like for him to be able to go on Disney owned organization of ESPN, which is the the leader in worldwide sports, right? To hack it to do something unsports related. You give a release date, CLB September 3rd, blah, blah, blah. And for you not to release the album is the biggest waste of fucking money. You like, I just think that that's a lot of, and if he doesn't drop it, let's say he doesn't drop it because we're all not in the OVO camp. We're all just speculating and shit. Right. If he doesn't drop it, that's a big, that's one of the biggest head scratchers for me because I'm like, that's a, that's ridiculous. <laughs> like, what, what was even the point? That to draw it, Kanye, all this for Kanye, bro, that's listen, ridiculous. I, I wouldn't be, but like, let's be honest though, right? Like, now we're all Drake fans, minus Nigel, right? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I think, I think, as Drake fans, minus Nigel, I think we all can agree that like Drake is going to, no matter what album Drake puts out, it's going to be a good album, right? Okay. Like based off his history. Okay. Based off album history is going to be a good album. We know Kanye 
based off history. There are experimental albums, but we know kind based off what we saw Kanye doing with the buildup for this album, we knew it was speculation. It was going to be a good album based off what I heard, based off what we saw the media talking about the features X, Y, and Z. Okay. Now, if these guys can't, if if Kanye's sole thing is, hey, I want to drop the same day as you, Kanye's running out, out stadiums himself. Luckily, I don't know how much it cost him for all of it, but he, I think they say he made at least twelve million dollars between merch, tickets, and streaming numbers. You think Drake is saying like, hey, if this guy has all this anticipation for his album and he wants to drop it the same day as me, me spending. For a 15-second ad, you can say, uh, for an introduction for ESPN, let's say it costs them $1.5 million, right? Two, let's say $2 million. All right. You think Kanye's paying, if Kanye is willing to pay millions of dollars a, a day or whatever to stay at a stadium to, to build up this anticipation for an album that people are saying, yo, I can't wait for this Kanye album, no matter despite people not liking the pushbacks, nobody, no matter people not liking the listening events, people are waiting for this Kanye album. Right. We all know Drake's coming, and Drake. Let's be honest. If Drake tried to drop the same day as Kanye, I think he's still going to outperform Kanye. I do agree there, but I do think his numbers are not going to be as big because we're they share their audience overlaps. So if I say, hey, listen, I'm gonna pay one or two million, whatever. This is all speculation, of course. I pay the little bit of bread. I get this guy to come out. He comes out his whole cool Easter. We got springs coming earlier. Got him out the way. Now I drop Friday or I drop two weeks later. I'm good. I all everybody. The hype is over. Only person we have to worry about now is the boogeyman. That's from Compton, and we'll talk about him in a bit. Uh, in let's, a second, let's, let's not break him up because yeah. like. I mean, we we we're gonna talk about him. <laughs> we're gonna talk about him. Drake, well, Drake is he's not he's not worried about him. Come on. He, so all right, before we hold on, wait before we get on that because like, I, I, I already I already know you're about to, to get on the man. Hold on, wait, 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 hold on, wait, real quick. I didn't get to say shit about the Drake thing. What I'll say what I'll say about the Drake thing real quick is that I would agree with you, Spence, if it wasn't on ESPN. He could have achieved the same shit if he went on Twitter and just said, "Hey, I'm coming out on the third. Nah. He could have achieved that. You know what I mean? Now, but if he if he said it, it, but if it's based off his own word, it's a different thing. Versus, hey, this is a there's a filter system at that point. If I if if I say if I was to tell the listeners, hey, this episode is coming out on Tuesday, right? And I told them every Tuesday they can check out this episode. But really, the the best option for them to check out this episode is every Thursday when it drops at seven a.m. If I tell them, hey, every Tuesday it's going to start coming out, right? Here's They'll hold me to the word, but if they see an ad that says, oh, it comes out Tuesday, and then next thing you know, it's back to Thursdays, they'll be like, oh, it must have been a mishap. So There's a filtration he, system. He does this for Kanye to to draw him out. So the fans are expecting him to come out on the third. He doesn't come out on the third. Do you think like anybody cares? You know what I mean? Like, Or do you think they just wait? People are going to wait, bro. People, Drake has said that this CLB album was coming out in the beginning of January of the, of, of this year, right? Drake has already Drake has put out dates prior to now about when the CLB album was supposed to come out in the beginning of the year. He was doing this last year. And people said, yo, what's coming up? What's up with this? Yo, we're waiting. We're waiting. People are on, don't get me wrong, people are at their heels waiting for Drake to drop this out his album. So like if the date gets pushed back, 
if it doesn't come out on Friday, people are going to be like, oh, okay. Well, I hope this album's coming out soon. I, at the end of the day, nobody, I don't think any, granted, you're the only person I know that doesn't like Drake. So you're probably going to have a different opinion on this. But I don't think anybody's going to be like, oh, he didn't drop his album on Friday, so I'm not going to go listen to it. Never one time have I ever said that. La, what were you about to say <laughs> about Drake before, you know, Spence had, you know, his theories? All I was going to say is I just think that him dropping, the doing the ESPN Sports Center thing is just, it's a great way to tease the album. But I think it's it would be a big letdown if he does a drop on the third. Not saying that nobody nobody won't wait for of course a Drake album. But what I'm saying it'll just be a stupid way to promote the album. And I feel like if the main goal of wasting all that money and going on ESPN, which is a big deal, just for you to bring Kanye out of his hole, it's stupid. I think it's stupid. I I can't support him on that now but if he does drop this album i'd be like hey it's it's a great way to promote the, his shit i fuck with it mm-hmm. and which will enforce these lower tier rappers to start coming up with more creative ways to campaign for the albums because a lot of their fucking ways to release albums is garbage but <laughs> I, mean, as, I, mean, lying, the, I mean do you really think booth pack mookie is going to be able to, <laughs> to afford to get an ad from espn no, no. yeah well first of all first of all shouts out to booth pack yeah <laughs> dmv artist no he's from he's from your way oh really yeah oh so, snap shout out to him shout yeah, out to booth pack so shouts out booth pack but we know booth pack doesn't got drake money so <laughs> So let, let like let's be real, right? So I'm t- you know who I'm talking about, Spence. It's not it's not booth pack. So <laughs> regarding the the boogeyman, did you guys hear his single with Baby Keem? So me and Lyle were listening to the the Baby Keem single last night, and he's like, "Wow, you know, Baby Keem killed that. Baby Keem killed that." <laughs> and Kendrick Lamar's verse comes on, and he's like, "Wow, Baby Keem song, man, this is great, <laughs> Baby Keem." <laughs> Like, hey, like, like Kendrick Lamar <laughs> has dropped the verse after he said he's putting out this album. Like, it, he's just like, yeah, Baby Keem, man. That Baby Keem song is great. Well, one of the me, big let, three. Me, <laughs> one of the big say, three. One of the big three this. puts a verse on there. You're like, yo, his cousin, though, is no. nice. <laughs> his little this. cousin is nice. He's, he's the best. Let me say this about Kendrick, right? Kendrick, he absolutely killed his verse on Family Ties. I fuck with it. I think... I was telling Nigel, I said this song is it's it's hard as fuck. So that baby I was, Keem song. I was I mean I thought it was a baby Keem featuring Kendrick. It is. That's yeah, but anyway, the reason why I was blown away about the baby Keem thing, because I heard like one baby Keem song in the past, and I was just not a big fan of it. And I was like, oh, he's he's one of one of these type of rappers, ABC gimmick, a little bit of auto-tune. I was just like, okay, I'm not. But when he came out with that and the way he was rapping, it blew me away. I said, "Oh, this nigga is actually nice. Oh, he he can actually this guy can actually rap." And I was like, "Damn!" Like, shouts out to Baby Keem. I was just impressed by him. Kendrick did his thing, and Kendrick had the better verse, hands down. I'm not gonna we're not gonna debate and argue about that because it's the truth. Kendrick had the better verse. I was just blown away that Baby Keem actually did it. Not just like we t- we'll get into it. Actually, you know, very soon. But we said the same thing about Sauce Walker. We were just surprised about him. So, yeah. so we'll what talk you about got? It. We'll so, talk about it. 
what you guys think? <laughs> I mean, how did you feel about Family Ties? And did you think Family Ties was a, a shot to Drake or or Cole because of that one line he had about one of them being in their in his girls' DMs? Um, when when I listened to it, I mean, I I would assume, you know what I mean. If he's talking about the number two, you have to be talking about, you know, one of the four warlords, right? You know what I mean. Yeah. So like at the end of the day, you can't you you have to be talking about one of them. Now, as to which one, he didn't say, but he said smoking on top fives. Obviously, Kendrick's not playing for the games. You know what I mean? Like he's not he's not coming for the games. He's not coming for any of that. He's coming to put out some dope shit. I thought the whole song was dope personally. Like Lyle, I can't say I'm the biggest fan of Baby King, but also never really gave his music like a, a true chance. You know what I mean? So I never really had like a real formulated opinion of him. But I mean, like after hearing that song, it does make me want to listen to more of his music. I thought Baby King did a good job. I thought the visuals were great. I thought um, Kendrick Lamar's verse was great. I thought, you know, he said he got some new flows on the way. So it just made me very excited for the next Kendrick album. But the out the song as a whole is a is a good song. I enjoyed it a lot actually. Yeah, I I listened to it like once. Uh, it was a good song. I think I, similar to both of y'all, I really never listened to Baby Keem prior to now. Only thing I I think the one thing I saw was something. I I think for me, I didn't really listen to him after I found out he was Kendrick Lamar's cousin. Because <laughs> no, for me, only reason I say that is because it's like when you introduce me to an artist based off like, oh, this is the biggest art the like you said one of the warlord's cousins like it's like okay like i it, it's a certain expectation i have to have also it's like i don't want you to ride it i don't want you to ride your cousin's wave i understand yeah like make a name Fair for enough. yourself yeah make a name for yourself so i've kind of just been waiting for him to just kind of get to me his music to get to me personally um but it, from what i heard in this song it was a good song um i'll probably check out more of his music i did hear one of like some leak that it, that came out between him and Kendrick uh, from like '09. I'm not sure if it was the same song, but um, it sounded good also. So I mean, I, I not '09, 2019. Um, but yeah, it sounded like a good song. Uh, of course, as always, we're always excited to see what happens with Kendrick Lamar, uh, or at least I could. Yeah, I'll say at least that's what I was gonna say. At least for me, I'm always excited when Kendrick Lamar peeks his head back out. Um, so. Hopefully we see what comes of that. Uh, and hopefully for Baby Keem, he, I don't know if he's put out music in recently. I haven't checked it out if he has. Uh, but I'll probably have to go through his Discord because if he's putting out music, I think this is probably going to be something good for him as well. Like in terms of like catapulting, <coughs> cat, catapulting him while at the same time being like a good song. Like him having a good performance as well. So before we move on, I got one final question on the quote-unquote boogeyman on Spen- of Spencer's <laughs> dreams. Okay. Do you think he releases before 2021 is up? I hope so, man. Like, uh, I really... No, no, not, not hope okay, so. Okay, I think so. Yes, okay. yes, yes, okay. I think so. Okay. Because I just feel like, you know, with him uh, obviously prepping people for this last album, we got a decent bit of time for the years over. I don't really see him dropping early 2022. Like, you know what I mean? I just, I think that we get it sooner than later. You know what I mean? I would, if I had to put a timestamp to it, I'd say probably November ish. Yeah. I, I'm going late October. Um, cause I, because just because of like, we know how the holiday season is and granted, like 
artists do change now. Artists have changed their way of releasing, so you'll have more fourth quarter drops than we once saw coming up. Um, but I do think Kendrick is going to try to drop before the year ends. Uh, and just from like his past release, right? I, I wouldn't be surprised if Kendrick comes out within the next like three weeks, because I think when I think it was for Damn, I remember it was like he had made the announcement about making the announcement. Then dropped the song, then which was, I mean, granted, he's kind of has a, I hate saying it this way, but he made a song, he dropped a song, pretty much taking shots at Big Sean, that kind of shook, that stirred the water, and then he dropped the album, like, shortly after. So, if this is the case, talking, like you said, like, the top five thing, or taking those type of shots, I wouldn't be surprised if this is him stirring the water for him to pop back out, especially after him saying this is supposed to be his final TDE album. Like for him to say that, for him to say that, I feel like he, he can't say that and be like, yo, I'm still recording this. He likes the competition of it all. I think, you know what I mean? Like, I think he's like, he likes coming at these top rappers, like for, for whatever reason, you know what I mean? He just seems to always try to, you know, stir the pot a little bit when it comes to, you know, the top five or who people consider the best. And he's like, Hey, if y'all aren't mentioning my name, y'all are, Y'all are mistaken. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, but that's because, man, like, Kendrick, to me, and that's the thing I think I I respect and like about Kendrick Lamar so much, is that he's not afraid of competition. No. Right? And whether, because I think, and the reason why I call him the boogeyman is because, like, I think Drake is a phenomenal artist. I think J. Cole is a phenomenal artist. I think Kanye is a gene, is pretty much, if not the Rolling Stones of our, of rap, he's on his way to being the Rolling Stones of rap music just because it, I mean, when we look at it, he's had like practically almost a 30 year career at this, well, 20 year career at this point. Um, it's still at, still being talked at at the top tier, but like with Kendrick Lamar, we get at, to me, I think Kendrick Lamar makes the best quality of music in terms of rapping beats. When it comes to a whole cohesive thing, right. In terms of lyricism, what, what I like in terms of lyricists, right. So, to me, I think for Kendrick Kendrick Lamar to say all this and put out this album, I think that's why he's the boogeyman. Where it's like we know we'll get Drake talking about relationships, family, friends. Kendrick can do the same, but it's more conceptual. Shouts out to Joe Budden too because he called him the boogeyman as well. I, I consider, oh, word. yeah, I consider Kendrick to be like the dark horse in the race. You know what I mean? Like, even though I don't, I don't understand as to why. Like, he's like the guy, well, I mean, he's been quiet, you know what I mean? So people just have been like, hey, he's quiet, da-da-da-da-da, but he's more than capable of coming out here and showing up, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a matter of when. Shouts out to Kendrick. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess you don't, Kendrick. You don't, you don't feel uh, that way? No, I, I, so I agree that he's one of the four pillars of the rap game today. Easily, he'll go down as one of the greats, easily. I like, I thought Damn was in a, a hard-ass rap album. I just don't think he's the boogeyman. I don't think he's scaring guys <laughs> at all. I all just, right. I, I, that's, but that's my opinion. Spence said he, that was, you know, he thinks he's the best. I, I don't. I think he's in the top four, absolutely. I don't think he's the best. I just don't. I, I don't, I don't think he has the same impact that Drake has or Kanye has, but he does have a major impact. He does have a major impact and he is vastly a better rapper than 
like 95% of the rappers <laughs> in the game, but you could say you could even bump it up to like 98% of the rappers yeah. of the game. Yeah. So what, I, but I'm, I just don't think he's number one for me, but he is in the elite four or mm. more appropriately the four warlords as Nigel has, <laughs> has donned it. So, yeah. I see what you did there, the Donda, Donda. I see what you did. <laughs> but yeah, um, nah, I, I can agree with, I can understand that. I, I can respect that because, I mean, in terms of influence, when you add influence, I definitely can agree where Drake and Kanye are definitely one and two over Cole and Kendrick, especially. Especially Kendrick Lamar, especially with him being like silent for the most part. But I don't know. I think, I, I guess, similar to like, the Drake thing, I guess with Kendrick Lamar, we have to see what happens. Um, but like you said, in terms of influence, I think, like you said, with Kendrick Lamar, not Kendrick Lamar, but Drake and Kanye West, I think Kanye West is probably, is probably takes at the forefront. Definitely when we, definitely when I think about um, how he had West Side Gun as a feature on that album yeah, and, and using Griselda as a whole. And which actually, I think to me personally, I think it, it actually helps out West Side Gun as he released uh, Hitler Wears Hermes 8, uh, which I believe is like a side A, because I think this is like a, a 30 track album in total, but we only got like half of that, right? Yeah. So when we were in Vegas, he was announcing out loud when we went to the pop-up shop that Hitler Wears Hermes 8 was going to be a double disc 30 track he even mentioned it on social media it was going to be double disc but the 30 track didn't come until we heard it in vegas so he furthered that double disc thing when bef- the night before it released he put out the track list and in the caption he said side a mm-hmm. so obviously a side b is going to be coming when it comes we don't know i have a theory on it but i'm not going to get into it that'll be like a off the record conversation but I thought side A of Hitler Wars Hermes 8 is fantastic. I enjoy this album. And I think that this guy is, he's, he's bringing boom back, boom bat rap sound in a way where it's like the modern audience can thoroughly enjoy it. I feel like the, I, there's there's some criticism to this project because not every project is 100 perfect, but this is this project is up there to me. I thought it was fantastic. I will be buying the vinyl as a collector's item. Like this, I can't say enough good things. But let me just get with the bad thing first. Way too many stove got cooked features. I I feel like majority of the album was stove got cooks. And I and it's not that I dislike Stoke Glad. I know he's a Griselda member or whatever, but I think that for a West Side Gun project, it's not that I don't mind Stove God Cook features. I would like to hear more West Side than Stove God Cook. Like there was a song on there with Stove God, Boldy, and um, Sauce Walker. West Side was even on the song. And I and that's kind of like some of the things I don't like. <laughs> uh, another thing that my uh, my second criticism is all of the songs have features and I would like if Westside he has songs when it's just himself like just balance it out I, I, I understand that his thing is his albums majorly always have features kind of like Who Made the Sunshine Fly Guy 2 
But Pray for Paris, it like balanced it out. He has songs by himself, and then he has songs with features on it. I would like to see more of that. And hopefully, I don't think, I mean, side B might be more of the same as side A, but if he does come out with a project after this, hopefully it's more balanced out. But with that being said, that's my only criticism. I thoroughly enjoy this album. So <clears throat> when I was listening to the album, you know, personally, I think this album is great. Like, I think this is uh, one of the best West Side albums I've actually heard, believe it or not. I I enjoy this album. I think the beats on this album are great. Shouts out to Denny LaFleur because he produced a lot of the song, the beats I actually like. Conductor, great on this album. You know what I mean? I was telling Wild the other day, we were speaking about this album, and I think I, I consider more or less like when Westside does these albums full of features and not so much of him rapping, I just look at it as, all right, he's a curator or like he really like executive produced the album to sound the way it sounds. And I appreciate that because I think that's where Westside might shine the greatest, in my opinion. You know what I mean? So when I listened to the album, I heard Stove God, you know, Benny, you know, the, the usual suspects. And they all did great. And I enjoyed it. Um, Westside did great when he was rapping. Um, you know, I'm excited to hear Side B. I think right now is my favorite song. I love that beat. Jada yeah, Kiss had a great Jada Kiss had a great verse on there. Like just everything. I I enjoyed this album a lot. I think it probably will end up in my top five, but I can't, I don't even know because like there's been so much good music to come out and we've still got maybe three, four months left before we really figure it out. But time's winding down and Westside still has another side of the album to come out with. So I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um, I, I, I definitely, I definitely can agree with that. Um, actually, I think it's, it's very funny because the opinions that you both give kind of, it kind of, I guess it kind of just gradually grows into this opinion also. So I know how Lau said he wasn't a big fan of like all the features and it heavily being stove God cooks. Because I, I think that was my only gripe is that it was like it was so heavily stove guy cooks. But I think at the same time, with it being so feature heavy, similar to what Nigel said, I do think this is going to be a good um, I, to me. It made me more excited for a Griselda project more of. Right. Where when we had um, I think it was uh, what was Shin Gun do. Right. Yeah. I, I think it in terms of Griselda projects, because to me. Similar to like probably how Lyle feels, where it didn't feel like I heard a lot of Westside on here. It felt like Westside was more of a feature on mm -hmm. this album than the actual main artist. But to me, it, it did feel like this was like something that he's beautiful at doing is just orchestrating sounds and putting the right people together, executing, executive producing in so many words. Um, I don't know. To me, I think my favorite song probably is Vogue cover. Yeah. Which is what's what Stove God cooks. Um that uh I think there's another joint where it's um not Mariota, uh I forget the song. I, it's the song with Sauce Walker also. I, oh, Westheimer. Man. Yes. So let me tell you real quick before to cut off your opinion. <laughs> so look, nah I, because I, I've go been waiting to talk out. about this. Yeah, go, so go ahead and get it out. Sauce Walker, right? He put out a song earlier this year, I would like to say, where he's rapping, you know. I I would I don't want to say what's the best way to say this without like you know coming down on. He was rapping in a way that's not the way yeah. he usually raps. Is probably the best way to put it, right? 
And I enjoyed that shit. He actually raps pretty damn good like that. Me personally, I wouldn't mind if Westside executive produced an album for him because yeah, I think yes. that like he could actually shine. Not only that, there's not there's not many rappers that are getting attention that are rapping like that from where he's from. So yeah. I think that it would be really good if Westside can make a connection like that and actually have him put out a great album because I think that he could do that for at least a few songs, you know what I mean? Like, I think, um, shouts out to him for that verse. Yeah. You know, I, I, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I enjoyed the Sauce Walker verse. This is my, he came out with a song, I think it's called Without You, it's a random single, and I put Nigel onto that song, and he was like, this is Sauce? I was like, yeah, it's him. It's- <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, wow, he killed this shit. So to hear him on, on the West Side album, doing the same thing again it's like yo this guy can actually rap it's like i don't know why he doesn't rap like that more often but it's you know he's doing what's best for his business of course so that's i guess that's why he's making the songs that he makes but he i think sauce walker did a damn good job i think he he killed it but uh my favorite song before i let you guys finish up your thoughts on the album was Mariota. i just thought that song just set the the tone and like, all right, this is what we're going to be getting into th- until this album is done. It's like this album was like a motion picture, and I was just kind of like, this this guy Westside man, he he's done it again. Like one thing you can't, one thing you could always say about him, he might not be the best rapper out of the group. He's very consistent in his projects. Right. It's crazy. It's so crazy. It's like from Fly God is an awesome God one. All the way till now, it's like each project is wow. Most thing, I think most people can say like looking at his music, his body of work, like he says, especially since Fly Guy one, is very consistent up until now. And I think it's also the thing of like, hey, this guy has a format, a formula that works for him. And even though, like you said, he may not be the best rapper. He doesn't give a bad verse. I haven't no, heard. He that's that's one thing I think we should clarify that even though he's not on every song, sometimes on his album, it can be feature heavy. It may be more ad libs than anything, more samples than anything. When he spits, he's a good rapper. At the end of the day, I think we all can agree on that. Yeah, um, I, I I agree with you on that. Yeah, like he he does his, he he definitely shows out every time, and I think. Um, I don't know. I think this just means something. I, I think it just shows what he has, what he could end up elevating himself to, especially if this is only side A. Like, I yeah. mean, I, I think we'll talk more about off camera um, what side B may entail. Because if this sounds, if side A sounds this good, we only can ex- we only can know what side B will sound like, right? Yeah. But yeah. Uh, um, I, I do want to go back to the whole thing with Sauce Walker, right? Okay. Right. So when I was listening to it, um, I did. I remember you guys were saying like, "Oh yeah, Sauce Walker had rapped over one of these type of beats, da da da," and it, that was one of the things that just kept going off in my mind. But when I listened to it, I'm like, "Yo, I think because he's rapped like this in similar songs, but it's not over these type of beats." Because right. I've, I've tried listening to his music, and it, like you said, Lau, sometimes it just it doesn't sound good especially where he's coming especially the region he's coming out of if he's rapping with the boom bap sound like this and it just sounds like it to me it sounds like especially if you put him conductor 
in Westside Gun in the studio for oh, six weeks. I don't, that might be way too long for Westside yeah, Gun. Two, two weeks yeah. at the most. Yeah. At max. Yeah. He's not Matt. spending any more time in there. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, listen, I'm going to let y'all do your thing. I'm going to come back. I'll be back in two weeks. Let me hear what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, no, the album's going to be done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The album's going to be done. The album should be done. But in the event it's not done, Westside's like, yo, listen, I got art shows. I got Buffalo Kids Gallery to open. Yeah. I don't have time for this. Y'all, I'll be back. Put Boldy James, put put Boldy and put Conway on there. We, we got to <laughs> yo, yo, let me let me interview for like 30 seconds. One thing I will shout out Westside is he's going to make sure that the lesser known Griselda artists, they're on the project. Like Absolutely. he always has Boldies on his project. I You got to shout him out for that because he's trying to show his artists love. Yeah, no, nah, that's a fact, especially when it's like the history that we have with artists where a rapper signs another rapper and it's like, hey, yeah, he raps also, but I'm the star. I'm not going to give my, I'm not, it sucks that it happens, but it's so common. It happens so commonly. Too much. And it, yeah, yeah. That, like you said, when we see something like this, you got to salute it. Yeah. Um, I do know what, I, I believe with Sauce Walker, because I know he said something about um, Rock Nation, because I remember there was a talks about him signing in the Rock Nation at one point, but he wanted to stay independent. Um, hopefully similar to like what Westside was doing with Larry June, where they did like, I guess they're doing a Griselda collab project. Hopefully, like you said, he can do a collab project with Sauce Walker or if, if the money's right, whatever, whatever they can do. Cause I really think for Sauce Walker, especially though, we're talking about Westside Gun and his album as, as in total, I do think Westside Gun and Griselda probably is the best fit for Sauce Walker in terms of like moving his career forward. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's kind of crazy, man. Like just seeing this all play out. Like I enjoyed listening to this album. Um, the perfect way to cap off this weekend is if Jake Paul gets knocked out tonight. You know what I mean? Like that's pretty much it. I, the listeners, y'all be hearing us on Thursday, but as you would know, if you're in the know, Tyron Woodley will be fighting Jake Paul, or he would have fought Jake Paul. Hopefully, by the time you hear this, he will be knocked out. Um, do we really have anything to say about the the interview that happened with Ariel Hawani and you know what type of effects this is going to happen on their their careers, win or loss? Uh, let me just say this: Jake Paul, he's 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 fixing to get hurt. Um, I, I do want to say that first and foremost. I think um, even. Prior to this, like prior to this interview, uh, the press conference that they did before, where they had them two in the co-main with the two girls fighting mm-hmm. for a belt, um, you could tell he was like shaking and nervous. And I think he finally found a way of like I think he created a persona for himself to help get him through this. But at the end of the day, he's fighting uh, a ex champion, world champion. It gets no bigger than this when it comes to combat sports in terms of like the field that the field that Tyrone Woodley's in, as well as he he's luckily getting coached by Floyd Mayweather as well. Um, but looking at that interview, man, shout out to Ariel Hawani. He was able to get some views, and I'm quite sure this means something big for him because I believe it was through Showtime as well, right? Yeah, that yes. interv- that interview was through Showtime. Yep. Yeah, shout out to Ariel Hawani because I know. If anything, I think the real winner in this whole thing is probably him with this interview. Yeah. 
because it's, I mean, we saw Jake Paul go through his soliloquy of like, or just going through his reign of like, oh, you know, this is what's going to happen to Tyron and Tyron's this and he's scared and oh, blah, blah, blah. All this stuff he practiced in the mirror. Like Tyron called him out on it. He practiced his stuff in the mirror. I watched the whole thing. I mean, Tyron Woodley should win this. If he doesn't, this is a, if he doesn't, it's time to hang up the curtain and just go off into the sunset and just be known and just, just work as T-Dog. Just go as his rap career at that point. The time of this recording is right before the fight. So we won't give an official recap until after the after this episode comes out. So that'll probably be the next episode where we say what our thoughts. 72. But, uh, yes, correct. So... Let me get to the the Ariel Hawana interview. I thought that was fantastic. I think <laughs> I th- I think boxing needs more of that. They need more of these face to face build up things because one it helps explore some boxes that are less unknown, but two it helps promote the event. Now I think that during the interview. Jake was trying his hardest to get in Tyrone's head and do all the little typical troll stuff and say all the, it just, it came off as very juvenile and Tyrone was just sitting there kind of like, look, man, this is all bullshit. I know you're going to act like a kid. I'm going to, I'm going to be knocking you out. I'm going to beat your, I'm going to beat your ass. And I feel like Tyrone sunned him that entire interview. He made Jake look, very dumb, very stupid. The the part that I love, which is spreading like wildfire on, on Twitter and Shade Room, all these other places and shit, that is when he when he checked them about the way he dresses and the way he appears. He's like, hey, look, how many people dress like you in your neighborhood? How many rap videos do you really watch? And Jake was stuck. Edson Barbosa fought um, Giga. Chikadze, I would like to say is the way you pronounce his last name. I'm honestly not sure. Um, correct me if you want. That being said, um, I was watching the fight. Edson Barbosa, for a guy who's known as being like a fast striker, Giga, he looked like he was just as fast as Edson at some points in the time. Not only that, but he was also, you know, a little bit more, you know, connecting with, he was connecting a little bit more with the kicks, you know, like I thought it was interesting. Um, his hands looked good. He actually um, got him out of there with punches and, you know, definitely was mixing it up with the strikes. But the first round, I thought Edson won. The last two rounds, obviously, with the third being the finish, I thought Giga won. I thought the more the fight went on, I thought he looked better than Edson. And I was kind of surprised because Edson looked pretty good in his featherweight fight the last time we saw him. And he knocked out, uh, I would like to say, Shane Burgos is who he fought, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, like with him losing this fight... I don't think he should necessarily be done fighting, but I mean, definitely a a notch down on the board as far as him moving to another weight class. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, but that's just the fight game. I am familiar with like Giga. Uh, I'm not even going to mess up his last name because I, I know he's I know he's he has uh, he has a history of body kicks that can uh, put you down, I believe. So, yeah, I don't want to get I don't want to end up in those crossfires, but I will say this. Um, congrats to him. I, I believe he did call out Max Holloway. Without looking at the rankings right now, I think that uh, it's interesting because you got a lot of good strikers in the featherweight division. Um, I'm not sure if you guys, you know, know as far as anybody else in the top 10 that y'all want him to fight, but Loud, do you have any uh, matchups that you think are good for him? 
So I think Giga or Jigga. I think it's Giga, not Jigga. So it's not Jigga. <laughs> Shout out to Jigga. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you for sure it's not Jigga. Shout yeah. out to Hove, man. Yeah. But I think Giga is, uh, I'll put it like this. Damn good win. It's a win that he needed for absolutely to move up in the ranks. Now, I know he's calling out Max Holloway and saying, like, you know, I deserve to be a top five. No, scratch that top three, blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing. You beat Edson, which is fantastic. You need to beat a top five opponent. Right. Max Holloway could be the next fight because, you know, Max Holloway, needs he needs a win before he challenged for the title again. But if you don't get Max Holloway, you can't complain, dude. You There's other fights in the top five that you need to uh you need to get i mean you need to aim for as well i think that he's in the right direction in the right trajectory to get that title shot but he's definitely not next in line for a title shot like he claims you know it's funny because there's another fighter who fought last night kevin lee he fought um in welterweight and before the fight even happened, um without having many if any fights at welterweight he said he was top five welterweights he then went to go on and lose last night to somebody who was unranked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> These guys gotta stop this, man. When you go into when you uh, when you go into a, a so he went up a weight class, correct? Yes. yes. Yeah. When you're going up a weight class, you can't. I don't care what you've done before. Like it, you have, there has to be some type of humbleness where like you yes. have to believe in yourself, but you can't start. Call, the last thing you should ever do is probably the most embarrassing thing to do. Is calling your fight before before it happens, especially when you're talking about like when you're looking at who you want to fight next or oh this is where I'm supposed to be and I'm trying to prove it. Now don't get me wrong, if you can back it up, people will love you for it. And a lot of pandemonium surfaced around people like Conor McGregor when he was calling his fights and he was delivering. But you can't just say that going up a weight class and you don't know what to expect There's, your body hasn't prepared itself for this in real combat you can't you can't say that coming off losses too. yeah you can't say that and be Kevin Lee at this yeah. point yeah. you can't that's another thing when him saying he's going to be top five and Kamaru Usman is going to be getting a phone call about him next like like win your fight first when when a couple fight, this is the second time he lost at welterweight. What he got choked out by RDA a few fights ago. That and was at that, welterweight. That was at welterweight. Really? Yes. Jeez. And then then he went ahead and got beat by this unranked guy named Daniel I think Rodriguez. Daniel Rodriguez. And shouts out to Daniel Rodriguez. I'm coming. And this makes the situation for Kevin Lee a lot worse. Daniel Rodriguez came in on two weeks' notice. <laughs> Hold on. Hold and beat on. Kevin Lee. And beat Kevin Lee, man. Like unranked. He, unranked right. and the thing is I, I like daniel rodriguez i've watched a few of his fight dude can fight you know what i mean like he's not in there to play around you know his striking is pretty decent i think he might have um stunned kevin lee a couple times yeah. if i'm not mistaken yeah. and yeah. i was just like you know watching the fight and i was like you know kevin lee really got to go and retool his game he just has to um i don't really know what else to say Kevin Lee, for whatever reason, over the past few years, has taken on this uh, persona, I guess, with the UFC, and he's talking a lot of shit about a lot of people. Da 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 da. Cool. Do what you think. If that, if you think it's going to bring more eyes to you, the thing is, is that when you talk the amount of shit that he's talking, you gotta win, and that's the only thing he's not doing. You gotta win, yo. Like. 
you have to. <laughs> you just have to. As simple as that. Exactly. Like, I mean, we can go as far as looking at, like, even, like, the card for, like, 268, right, that they announced recently. Like, for, like, Kobe, Kobe Covington. He talks a lot, but he's nice. He's a good fighter. There you go. Like, you have to. Granted, he, he, didn't, he didn't win against Usman in their first fight. But at the end of the day, we all said it was a sentiment shared by all of us. He talks a lot. He runs as a heel. You may not like him, but he's a damn good fighter. He knows how to win. He he knows how to put himself in position for contention for a championship. Right. The talking adds to it. But we all said if you take the talking away, he's an actual good fighter. Masvidal, hey, he knows how to talk and he's a pretty good fighter. He knows he he was able to do enough to he was able to talk enough. And fight good enough to get himself into a championship. Maybe not as good as as Kobe. That's up to anybody's opinion based on what they feel, right? Correct. But Kevin Lee has to take notes from guys like Kobe Covington at that point where it's like, hey, talk all you want. You can take from the Connor card if you want to. But if you're going to play that deck, you got to win. You have to win. He has to win. He got to win. And he has not been winning. No. Choked out by RDA, choked out by Charles Oliveira. Now he's getting beat by unranked guys that's coming in on short notice. <laughs> like Daniel Rodriguez, he's he he he's probably at home with his family, relaxing, <laughs> and he got the phone call. Hey man, you want to fight Kevin Lee? And he's like, Hell yeah, I'm trying to get ready. <laughs> Let me Easy put this beard. Christmas is coming up. Yeah. Let me put this beard down. Let me put yeah. this beard down and stop eating this turkey. All right. He's yeah. like, Look, you know my kids just went back to school. I yeah. just spent some money. <laughs> Let me go and beat up Kevin Lee real quick. Jeez. No, but shouts out to Kevin Lee, though. That's that's the fucked up part about it. You know what I mean? Like, I like Kevin Lee. And I think that his skill set is good enough to beat certain people. But I think it seems like in the last few years, like, he's just falling off. Like, he needs to go and, like, go back to the drawing board and really figure it out. And he I think might he has, need to be with a new gym completely. He, possibly, like, something. Because I think... He has a decent striking wrestling combination, but something just isn't clicking. I'm not sure exactly what it is. I think maybe he should go down to, to lightweight unless that cut's just getting too tough for him. But something's got to change, yo, because he can't keep yeah. on doing this shit. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly, and probably as well, Lyle said, it's probably just at, at that point, you probably just need to go to a new gym. Like, it's probably a bittersweet thing, but it is what it is. Like, you. If you're doing because there was a moment where Kevin Lee was like, oh, the talk of the town in the sense of like, oh, there's this new kid. He looks like he might have some promise. We got to see what happens with him. And he just didn't he didn't deliver in the in the long term. He didn't deliver the expectations that some people had, especially for especially the type, especially him. I'll just put it that way, especially for him. Right. I think there was a, a high there was an expectation for for certain fans when it came to him, right? And winning is at the root of all of it at the, at the end of the day. So if you're doing, if you feel like you're doing everything correct and it's not working, go to another gym, like you said. Like, it's, it's probably the best option. It doesn't hurt, I'll say that much. At this point, it doesn't hurt. And who knows, if if he does what he needs to, who knows, maybe maybe he goes back down and maybe Aliquinta gets hurt or Bobby Green gets hurt and he can get him, find himself on the 268 card. Yeah, yeah. You know, the you were talking about expectations as far as shit. And this this card on paper should have a lot of expectations. Like this card, top to bottom, as far as the main card goes, great. 
Like no. it, it might be the best card on paper of the year right now. Well, maybe I can't remember. I would have to really think about it. But yeah, no, the the matchups are great. As you know, Usman Covington is the main event, and got a little surprise last night. Um, Zhang Weilei is back in the title picture. She'll be fighting Rose again. Hopefully, you know, we'll see how that goes. Um, a lot of people seem to be upset that the challenger is not Carla Esparza. As far as to why she isn't, we don't know. I'm sure we'll find out because somebody's going to ask in the media. And yeah, what do you guys think? Great card. Um, you also want to give highlight to Michael Chandler, Justin Gaethje. True. Yes. That's gonna that's gonna be a fight that a lot of people are looking forward to on that card. I I think that this card is is a card to, for everybody to look forward to, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be getting this card. I'm gonna be watching this card, and I'm gonna be pulling for Usman as as you know. I'm pulling for that for him. I'm not gonna lie, man. I'm pulling for Rose Nama Humans too. I think Wayne Zhang Wei Li, she should she doesn't get the media rematch. Uh, but we'll find out why she got it. And then uh and then Michael Chandler, Jessica Gaethje, you know somebody's getting knocked out. It's oh, just yeah. Who. yeah. It's yeah. just who I give it two rounds and we'll get back into that. But that's that's gonna be an interesting fight. Nah, that's a fact. That's definitely a fact. Did you uh you done loud or yeah, yeah, I'm done. Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, nah, that's a fact though. Like, I think we we definitely are not. That fight is not going the distance. It's, it it would be practically impossible when you put those two type of fighters, Justin Gaethje and Michael Chandler, together. Um, I I do think with Kamaru Usman versus Kobe Covington, I'm going for Kamaru again. Uh, hopefully in the same fashion. Honestly, I hope he's actually able to stop him. I would love for him to be able to I, honestly I would love for it to be another Sprite can commercial to be honest with you uh same way with how he, how he finished off Masvidal so um, of course I got to go with Kamaru Usman uh Rose Namajunez as well uh Zhang Wei Li I I don't really understand similar to what you guys said I don't really understand why she's getting a rematch right away especially the fashion of how she lost the fight but a like everything comes out. I mean, we still have. I think this is when in October and November, right? Yeah, we got a bit of time before we get yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So things. Who knows? Between now and then, anything can happen, and this surprise. And trust me, we'll probably fighters will probably well not fighters, but media do their due diligence to get the answers to these questions. Yeah. Um, as well as um another fight uh, is also Frankie Yeager. Oh, he's yeah. actually he's on this fight also against Marlon Vera. So. I, I'm interested to see how that fight goes. Um, I'm still surprised sometimes that Team Frankie Yeager is still on on cards this big is still. So you know, when you were bringing up fights, I thought you were going to talk about the fight between the sex workers and OnlyFans. They, oh my god! <laughs> this what fight, a transition, man. <laughs> you know, it, it's crazy though because it's a great transition, great transition. Yes, <laughs> the, the sex workers apparently are striking back. And now OnlyFans has reversed it. So there's porn for everybody. The day is saved. Wow. <laughs> very, very blunt. I'll say this. Um, I'm not mad at it. And I only say that because OnlyFans realize because I think OnlyFans have brought this up before, but I guess they thought they were actually going to go through, uh, go through with this. I think it was like October 1st or something like that. Mm. And, Hey, they realize where the money resides. They know where they're getting the money from. They know who's paying. They know who keeps the lights on in the building. I mean, come on now. It's, 
what what do you think people are going to OnlyFans for? It's not for Dr. Umar. Like, let's be real. Yeah. Hey, some people are. No, some people I, are, but not everybody. I, I, I'll put it like this, man. Shout out to Dr. Umar. Shout out to Dr. Umar. Shout out to all the women that their income is from OnlyFans. Shout out to the women. Yeah. And, yes. and the reason why I'm going to say that is because it works for them. They found a means of working. Yes, it's not a real labor skill. Yes, it's not something you could take and go to an actual career field with. But I'm, no, no, you can't. You can't, Spence. <laughs> you, Spence was about trying, to argue with you. He's right. Go to, go to, go to no. the bunny ranch. I mean. No. Yeah, not everybody <laughs> could get in the bunny ranch. That's very so, true. I'll give exactly. You so what I'm saying is you there can't be a network engineer or you can't working. put it on a resume. Exactly. So what I'm saying is like the fact that they want to live off of that and ride that train until until whenever it truly ends. Good for them. They're making <laughs> their money. Yeah. Good for them. <laughs> I think that OnlyFans was smart to reverse their decision yeah. because it's very Absolutely. obvious why people are going over to to them. Now, I don't think OnlyFans is going to keep it this way. I think they're going to modify things as time goes along. So this way, the space for these women could be on there, but they'll probably try to make a space where what they're trying to plan to do in the future. Because as soon as they announce, like, hey, we're cutting off all explicit content you already started to see all these random websites and paid subscription websites appear like hey you could come on here we're not and, and some of those women started making their way there only fans was like whoa hold up <laughs> <laughs> we changed our minds so good on them because if they want the if they want to be in business this is it's the way unfortunately and they they booked themselves into being an explicit content site. If they wanted to be a more PG, they should have put limits on that shit at first. But uh, of course, it's not like that. So shouts out to OnlyFans for being smart and shouts out to the women who get to uh, still have their careers. They they know where the road leads after they take the adult content off. Hey, man. Winter's not here yet. Winter's on its way. Hey man, I'm just saying, like, there's a there's a graveyard, right? Full of like social media and things that we don't use anymore. Only fans know where they're going if they take off the adult content. Yeah. I mean, heck, I mean, I think actually I believe there was I think Joe Budden in his podcast may have talked about this, or I seen seen I, I remember hearing this somewhere because they talked about someone was talking about that where if OnlyFans was to take it off, it'd be similar to, I guess, um, I think Tumblr did something similar before. Yes. Where I, I saw that y'all made fun of me for where, saying they had porn. Where they took, <laughs> they took off, hey, man, whatever you're doing in your personal time is your personal business. It's not just yeah. me. Uh, it's other people on the podcast, too. Uh, uh, hey, man. T- but I don't no, know about that. No. I don't know about that. <laughs> it, it's not me. So I, I don't know who you're talking about. My hands is There's clean, some liars man. in here, listeners. No, I don't have Tumblr. Never had Tumblr, so I don't know who you refer. If you refer to Spence, then damn. But like, I don't know who you're talking about. Bro. I'm just saying. Hey man, listen, bro. Ain't nothing wrong with whatever you like to do in your personal time is what you like to do in your personal time, bro. I've I've been on Tumblr. 
to see you <laughs> different pages. The truth it's comes a, out. No, I, there, listen, there you go. No, no, it's not. It's not a lie though. I've been on. I, I know it's not. I, listen, I've been. <laughs> I know it's not a lie. <laughs> Let me clear the air. The narrative is being made in the room right now. Uh-huh. Um, I, I got to talk to you like I'm whack 100 or something. <laughs> <laughs> But no, like I, I've explored all different media platforms and I do remember hearing something about like, I guess there's porn and stuff. I try like I, I remember going on like something and it was like, oh, you got to have an account. So I just left. But I mean, from what I remember hearing in a conversation, they did say when Tumblr chose to make when Tumblr made that decision, it collapsed their whole platform. Which is odd. Well, I mean, that's to each his own, right? Right. They didn't realize what was bringing, keeping the lights on and they cut it off. And I get, I probably understand why they did it, probably for like parental versions or whatever. But here, luckily, people are paying. So there is a paywall that stops a lot of things. But I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if down the road they try to figure out how to get rid of this and make their site more legitimate. But I mean, for the time being, it's, it's very hard. I mean, it's hard to... You literally have people paying for something that they can get for free. So... I mean, we'll we'll see. You know, when winter's here, we'll know. I'll put it like that. I, yeah. let, me, let me... I just want to say one thing before we move on to close out the show. To Spence. I feel like the thing with OnlyFans, the reason why there's a thing about... Uh, why people pay for the content on there that they could easily get access for free. Cause I think it's the women that go on there. They're like women that me, you, Nigel may know. I'm not saying that we personally know any of these women. I go to high school with girls. The girls I went to high school with have OnlyFans. There you go. It's a more, I look at it as, I think men pay money for it because it's a more personal experience, right? Nothing beats nothing beats the actual experience, like actually physical yes. reality, right? We get right. that. But let's say that you're a man and you don't have access to that experience. It's not readily available to you, right? Let's just say that because I'm not trying to knock any man or any or yeah. even woman. Teaches or, right. right. I feel like that... OnlyFans there is for the people who want more of a personal experience instead mm-hmm. of the free experience you could get through the internet. I that's that's why I think people pay that money there. Whether you agree with them or not, that's your own choice, your own thoughts, decisions. But I think that's why men gravitate towards that platform. I mean that when you put it that way, it makes sense. It definitely makes more sense, and it explains why someone would pay for it. Because I mean, like you said, it if it's based off the if it's based off that type of like personal experience, I just it came to mind. I'm like, you know what'd be crazy is if like you remember when we did. Well, I don't want to say the company, but when we did like the VR thing, yeah. If shout out to that company, shout out to that company. Yeah, we don't want to say their names because. I'm thinking if that's the case for user experience, wait till OnlyFans figures out how to give a VR experience. That was coming though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Matter of fact, yeah. Oh, off, off of the conversation. <laughs> okay. 
Before we get out of here, listeners, um, we just wanted to point attention to the fact that Hurricane Ida looks to be making its way to the Gulf Coast, and we want to give our prayers and you know thoughts to anybody who might be caught in there, and hopefully they make it out safe. Um, definitely, hurricanes can be a crazy thing around this type of year, and you know just want to make sure that everybody's doing peaceful. If you can't evacuate, cool. You know, if you can't, make sure you stay inside and you're safe. Stay away from windows. You know, all that safety precaution. Yeah, uh, definitely shouts out to all the people that's living in Louisiana because the latest update at this time of this recording, so by the time you listen us here on the podcast, things may be worse. We're hoping that's not, but things may be worse by that time. It it This hurricane is a Category 4. It's close to being Category 5, and it just made landfall in Louisiana. Yeah. So the people of Louisiana... Our thought, you know, our thoughts are with you. We hope you all are safe. We hope you all are able to get away from the hurricane or you're prepared to battle through it. Um, hurricanes are absolutely no joke. If any, if anybody remembers Hurricane Katrina, that was one of the worst. So hopefully uh, a lot less people, hopefully nobody, but hopefully a lot less people are injured or or affected by this hurricane, but yeah, it's, it's serious. Yeah, it, it definitely is serious. Um, like you said, hopefully definitely after like us seeing Katrina, I think there was Sandy and there was maybe another storm, uh, hurricane as well. Um, it's unfortunate, especially like the Louisiana, New Orleans area that is touching. I know they already, they already are like below sea level and they, they go as far as the extent of, cause I actually had a chance to visit New Orleans before where they go to the extent of actually putting stilts on houses just to protect from floods. Um, I did, I am actually looking at like a news report that I guess is breaking news. It's like five minutes old where I guess they're saying there's up to 20 inches of rain and dangerous storm surges are expected. So with 150 mile per hour winds um so prayers to everybody that's going through this and probably by the time this actually comes out ida probably will be halfway through up she'll probably be dissolving probably by then and probably just be rain for hopefully i'm keeping hopefully we can't we there's no there's no easy way of saying what will happen the laws of natures are unpredictable correct and and it looks like it may be coming all across the East Coast, but mm. according to the weather reports, the reports, the trajectory of this hurricane is looking like it, you know, it could hit like a Kentucky, West Virginia, Virginia. Oh, wow. It could hit, you know, Maryland, New York. Like it's looking like it goes there. So yes, it can fizzle out by the time it reaches to the East Coast. But like like Spencer just mentioned, Mother Nature is very unpredictable. Yeah, she's she's definitely the she's definitely the one girl that you just never know what you get when you wake up the next day. Yeah. Um very toxic chick. Is there anything else we have for the listeners before we got out here? Uh not I don't have much to say other than drink your water, wear your mask, uh stay safe. You know how the Delta the they down in the Delta right now fixing something up. Um Oh, I would like to tell the listeners this though. Uh, before I, before we get out of here, make sure you follow us on our social platforms, on Twitter 
Advise Holly, Instagram, the Holly Advise Podcast, as well as on YouTube, the Holly Advise Podcast. So please listen, like, comment, and subscribe to any of those. And if you have any opinions, please let us know in the comments, in the DMs, retweet us, whatever you feel is necessary. Make sure you reach out, let us know what you think. Yes. And uh, listeners, thank you for tuning in to episode 71. It's your guy, Big Cozy, Too Cozy. I know Nigel probably has final words before we head out of here, so I'm going to pass the baton to him. But before I do that, I just want to say, everybody, continue to uh, keep your head up. Continue to try to prosper. If you're going through challenges, trials, and tribulations, no matter what, keep going through it because it'll make you into a stronger human being. Keep your head up and keep doing your thing. Yeah, um, this is relaxing. Nosy underscore Jackson. I'm, you know, still here with my friends. We're about to close out the show. Um, but one more thing I wanted to do before we did that was uh, give a shout out to Quaddy Diesel. Um, I've been listening to his music, and I feel like, you know, we should give him, you know, some type of shout out. You know what I mean? Seeing as we're trying to represent for the DMV area, you know, in our part of the East Coast. So I mean, like, definitely shout out to him. Hopefully, everybody's staying safe out there. Um, definitely continue. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. You guys have been highly advised. We will see you next week. Shasha. They get double this week. You've been highly advised. You've been highly advised. Shasha.